name's Jim Drinks. In our last episode, we looked at some of what God's Word says about the future glory that Christians are going to get to enjoy after Jesus Christ returns. And in this episode, I want to look some more at some of what's going to happen after Jesus Christ returns and how a knowledge of that stuff can and should affect our lives right now. I want to start in Romans 12. In Romans 12, verse 14, it says, Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. So here in verse 17 it says the word to not recompense, we're to not pay back evil to anyone who does evil to us. In verse 18 it says, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, meaning if it's possible from your standpoint, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. And there it's talking about the wrath, the wrath that's to come in the future. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And it talks about that in uh, Deuteronomy. So we are not to get revenge or payback, but we're to let God take care of that in the time when God's wrath will be fully unleashed on the earth. Because uh, God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Verse 20 says, therefore, if an enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. See, in the lands of times of the Bible, they would have someone who would go from door to door in the morning with a basket that was well insulated of hot coals that he would carry on his head. So to say, uh, to heap coals of fire on someone's head, it's uh, talking about warming them. It's uh, a nice gesture. And then verse 21 says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Second Thessalonians chapter one. Here 
here we'll look some about God repaying in the future. In verse 3 it says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. See, in the future, God's going to pay back the people that trouble us and afflict us now. That's a righteous thing with God. God sees that as justice. And verse 7 says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. So at that time, we'll be enjoying rest. And uh, verse 8 it says, And flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is stuff that's going to happen at that time. Verse 9 says, Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall become to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. See, God's going to take care of getting revenge and payback in the future. So we don't need to do it now. Instead, we can do good to people who afflict us. To get a, more of a picture of the wrath of God that's going to come in the future, I want to look at the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah 1, verse 14. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near, and hasteth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. And I will bring distress upon men, that they shall walk like blind men, because they have sinned against the Lord, and their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their flesh as the dung. 
neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. For he shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. See, things are going to get real bad here on earth in that day. And we are to let God get revenge in that day. So we don't need to stay angry at people who uh, do bad things to us and, and afflict us in this life because God's going to take care of rendering justice in the future. And so, so instead of getting revenge, we can just love people and, and do good to people. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. See those... Uh, ungodly unbelievers they see us living differently living a godly life and uh, it makes us look like a stranger to them and they're going to speak evil of us but verse, verse 5 says who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. Uh, the word quick, it's, uh, it means living. It's just uh, an old English word that means living. And uh, so there's people that will speak evil of us in this life. But they're going to have to answer someday to him that's ready to judge the living and the dead. And uh, who is that? Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 1 says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. So it's the Lord Jesus Christ who is going to be that judge. And in Acts chapter 17 Verses 30 and 31, it says, In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent, because he had appointed a day in the which he would judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he had ordained. 
whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. And who's that man who God raised from the dead? Jesus Christ. So in the future, God is going to judge people by Jesus Christ. And to further clarify, Romans 2.16 says, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. So in the future, God is going to judge people by Jesus Christ. Romans 14. And since God's going to take care of judging by Jesus Christ in the future, we don't need to judge now. In Romans 14, verse 10, But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. So there's a future time where every person is going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And uh, give an account of his life or her life to God. And so we're going to be judged by them in the future. So then verse 13, let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. See, each man is going to be judged by God. God's going to judge every man by Jesus Christ in the future. So we don't need to worry about judging people now. Um, we could just be concerned about our own walk because we're going to be judged in the future too. 2 Corinthians Chapter 5. So we've seen that God's going to get vengeance by his wrath in the future. God's going to repay affliction to those who afflict us now. And everyone's going to be judged in the future. So we don't need to uh, judge people now, and we don't need to worry about getting payback now. And so these, this knowledge of future events can be very comforting to us now, because we don't need to be angry with people who, who have done wrong to us, because we know that God's going to take care of that stuff. And now I want to look at how there's rewards to us available in the future 
and how a knowledge of that can impact our lives now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Like it said in Romans 14, it, it says it here also, that we're all going to stand, we're all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to receive in return for the things that we did in this life. It says, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And 1 Corinthians chapter 3 sheds more light on this. In 1 Corinthians 3, Paul was reproving the Corinthians because they were finding their identity in a man like Paul or Apollos instead of finding their identity in Christ. And he pointed out to them that, that he had done work and Apollos had done work, but it was God who was causing the growth. So it was God who was to be highly reverenced rather than a man. And in verse 8, it says, Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. See, he had just talked about, I have planted Apollos water. And it says, And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, or make it clear, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try, or it'll test, or prove, every man's work of what sort it is. And I want to come right back here to 1 Corinthians 3, but before we go any farther here, I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 5, which say, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. And the phrase man's judgment there in the Greek 
it um it's a word that means human day talking about how now we're in man's day where man does the judging but in the future there's going to be the day of the lord when the lord's going to do the judging but with me it is a very small thing that i should be judged of you or of man's judgment yea i judge not mine own self verse 4 says for i know nothing by myself yet am i not hereby justified but he that judges me is the lord therefore judge nothing before the time until the lord come who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts and then shall every man have praise of god and as i said earlier romans 2:16 talks about in the future god will judge the secrets of men by jesus christ so in that at that future time after jesus christ returns there's going to be a lot of stuff revealed that we don't necessarily know about in this life we don't know what all is going on in other people's hearts but at that time that stuff is going to be revealed and so back in chapter 3 verse 13 it says every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it or make it clear because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is if any man's work abide which he has built thereupon he shall receive a reward see so all the works are going to be tried by fire and there's going to be works that are still standing there after the fire and for those works we're going to be rewarded and then in verse 15 it says if any man's work shall be burned he shall suffer loss so um you know there's works that are going to be burned and we're not going to get rewards for them we're just going to get ashes for them <laughs> um but then it says but he himself shall be saved yet so is by fire those of us who have uh, believed on jesus christ were saved and so in the future our works some of our works will get burned up but we're not going to get burned up we're going to be saved and we read earlier in uh, about the wrath of god that's coming in the future and it's great to know that we've been saved we've been delivered from the wrath of god we talked in a past episode about how it's very easy to be saved just uh, Romans 10.9 that 
if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And that's all a person has to do to be saved from the wrath to come and have eternal life. So see here in 1 Corinthians 3, it talks about how there's going to be rewards in the future for works that are still standing there after being tried by fire. And so that's something uh, great that we can have as a motivator in this life to, uh, to keep us going and working hard in, in the things of God in this life. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We read part of this section in the last episode. In verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You see, it's essential for us to know what's coming in the future. We know that there's going to be things that we'll be rewarded for in the future. So let's stand strong. And not be pushed away from, from standing on God's word and working hard in the things of God because it's not vain. It's going to be rewarded in the future. In uh, Hebrews 6, verse 10, it says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love that you have showed toward his name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. See, God's not going to forget the things that we do for him in this life. And so let's continue in it, working hard in the things of God because it's not vain. Verse 11. 